Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm so thankful you've chosen to end your week of radio right here with me. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to grab your Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter number 3. Acts, chapter number 3, all together, if you would. We'll begin reading in verse number 1 in just a few moments. Let me express to you how much I appreciate your partnership with this ministry. Not too long ago, actually, maybe three or four weeks ago, we began something new at Bible Tracks Incorporated that I'll tell you about just a snippet of today. We take very seriously our connection with our partners, people like you, people that listen to this radio broadcast, people that use our gospel tracks, people that invest in this ministry. We take that so very seriously. In addition... When we have a choice between quality and quantity, we choose quality 95% of the time. There are, of course, at some point, diminishing returns when it comes to quality. Uh, Gospel tracks, do they need to be gold-plated to be received? Well, I I don't believe so. And so uh, there's a place, there's wisdom to be had and not going overboard with quality. There's always a balance to be had. But when we have a choice, philosophically, between quality and quantity, we choose quality. That being said, we are so thankful for some of the most quality partners any ministry could ask for. People that tune into this radio broadcast. People that monthly invest in this ministry. People that almost daily use gospel tracts. People just like you. We're thankful for each and every one of you. But because of our deepening desire to further our connection with our partners, what we've started doing is... For old customers and new, I shouldn't say customers, we like to use the word partners because we don't sell our gospel tracts. Therefore, I don't really feel right calling you customers. But for our partners, people just like you, whether you've ordered before from us at BibleTracksInc.org or maybe you're about to place your first order, for the vast majority, we are going to set up a phone call with each of you. When you place that order, we will ask you, you'll notice there'll probably be a pop-up on the website that'll say something about that. And then when you, at the very end of your order process, you'll have to click agree to a few items on there and just some different things about our order process and how our ministry functions. And you read all those. I ask you to read that. One of the things it mentions is, is that for the vast majority of you, when you order gospel tracts, there will be a phone call that we will make to you. Now, we need to make that phone call with you before we can process your order. So we make a phone call. If we don't get a hold of you, we send an email and a text immediately for those of you that can get those. And then we wait a day or two. And if we haven't heard back from you, we call you again and we send another email and send another text and we do our best to connect with you. We try to touch you six, seven, eight times to connect with you because there's a few different items that we need to explain, some cost-saving measures that we've understood that actually up the quality while at the same time reducing cost. And so if you'd pray with us about that, we're endeavoring, we're doing our best to connect with each of you. If you have questions about that, I'd love to hear from you. If you say, well, I've ordered before. Am I going to need a phone call? It depends. Go ahead and send us a text. Send me a text, I should say, at 309-316-7248. 
3-0-9-3-1-6-7-2-4-0. Again, that's 3-0-9-3-1-6-7-2-4-0. We'd love to talk to you. Now, we're not changing what we do. We still send, print, distribute gospel tracts all over the world free of charge. If you have questions about that, you just read the little pop-up on the website, read the blurb at the end of your order process. It'll have much more information for you as well. We'll talk to you about that again sometime soon. Go, if you would, to the book of Acts chapter number three. We need to read verses one through 10 to set a little bit of context as we conclude our week in this theme and this topic of men versus God. The Bible says this, Acts three, verse one. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he, the lame man, gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. We began this week of discovering the differences between what man can give you versus what God can give you. We talked about the fact that men, men can give you church, but men cannot give you Christ. Men can give you apparent proximity to God, but men cannot give you the presence of God. Men, like that lame man, men can carry you, but men cannot cure you. And I believe we talked yesterday, men can give you money, but men cannot give you a miracle. As beautiful as a story is of those young boys at Father Flanagan's home for boys, when the, the, the man, when the young boy who was carrying a younger boy who had polio, couldn't walk well, when he was asked, is it hard to carry that young man? The older boy said, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. As beautiful as that is, at the end of the day, men can only help shoulder your burdens. They can only help carry your burdens. They cannot cure you of the ills caused by sin. Men can only give you money. They can't give you a miracle. We talked today that men can give you eminence, but men cannot give you eternity. Peter said there in Acts chapter, one, Acts chapter 3, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And at the tail end of verse 10, they were filled, those that saw, were filled with wonder and amazement at that thing that happened unto them. Men can give you eminence, but men cannot give you eternity. Everyone knew that lame man. Everyone recognized him. There was something different about him, something that was not of his creation or Peter and John's creation. It could only be God. But instead of seeing God in the circumstance, look at verse number 11 of Acts 3. And as a lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. 
And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? They were holding Peter and John in high esteem. They thought, these men have some power that we do not have. They were giving them eminence. But only God can give eternity. Peter was smart enough to know that the power was not his. I've got to ask today, pastors, preachers, Sunday school teachers, soul winners, Christian friend, are you smart enough to know when the power isn't yours? What I mean is this, by human ingenuity, by work, by the sweat of our brow, mankind can accomplish some amazing tasks. Now, at its base, at its root, all that we do is really should be done to the glory of God, and it can only be done because God gave us the ability. But there are those special times when it's apparent for those that are savvy, those that are wise, that God has taken up residence in the presence of God swoops in and does a work. His power does a work that cannot be explained by human works. Well, friend, when people want to give you eminence, want to give you authority, want to give you esteem because of your works, are they really your works? Or are you wise enough to know when God is the one that does the work? I was taught long ago, and I've kind of adopted it. It's somewhat of a habit now. Not because I'm some great Christian, please understand me, but simply because I realize that I do not want to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I do not want to take glory that isn't mine. I'll preach a message, and kind people, oftentimes uh, uh, an older lady will come to me and say, that was a phenomenal message. That was amazing. And then there'll be a man that'll come and say, that was one of the best messages I've ever heard. And, you know, I, I know they're probably blowing smoke. But regardless of how sincere or not they're being, my stock answer is not thank you. My normal response is praise the Lord. I may, if they continue to impress upon me, I may say thank you, but I do my best. I try to make a habit. You'll probably catch me when I'm at your church accidentally saying thank you instead of praise the Lord. But I try to say praise the Lord because all glory should be his. Men can give you eminence. They can't give you eternity. Men can regret, but God can give resurrection. Amazing to me that so often we are confronted with the opportunity to do that which is right, and we choose not to, and we regret it. I think of a choice that's being presented to each one of you under the sound of my voice right now. If you've not accepted Christ, you will regret making the wrong decision based on what I'm about to tell you. John 3.16, a verse you well know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you realize that you can accept the free gift of God's Son today? You could pray a prayer and tell God you know you're a sinner. You know the penalty for your sin is death and hell, that you want to turn from your unbelief and you want to place your trust holy in Jesus Christ and none other. You could do that today. You could ask him to take you to heaven when you die, forgive you of your sin. You could confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Or, without Christ, you could die in regret. 
There is a resurrection coming one day, friend. They which have been dead and buried in Christ will rise again to meet him in the air. There will come a day when he comes back. My question is, will you meet him? Or will you be dead in regret? Men, oh, men can give you church, but men cannot give you Christ. Men can give you proximity to God, but men cannot give you the presence of God. Men can carry you, but men cannot cure you. Men can give you money, but men cannot give you a miracle. Men can give you eminence, but men cannot give you eternity. Men can and will, without Christ, regret. But God can give resurrection. I greatly appreciate your listenership today. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory. We'll plan on talking to you very soon, as early as next week. Can you believe it? Go to BibleTracksInc.org to order some free tracks today. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.